Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin Rudolph. You're listening to buzzworthyradio.net. Check out my single, Let It Rock, and check out my album, In the City and Stores Now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Buzzworthy Radio on this Wednesday, August 26, 2009. It is 9.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by Alan Wassler. He is the managing editor of CNBC.com. He'll be joining us in about 15 minutes. We're going to be talking to him in a 10-minute segment. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, the phone number to dial in is 646-595-4228. We're going to be talking to him about cash for clunkers, the stock market, and the healthcare reform. And speaking of healthcare reform, I wanted to take a moment right now to offer my condolences to Senator Edward Kennedy's family. He passed away today, complications due to brain cancer. He was 77. Uh, the last of the last of the Kennedys did pass away. It's, uh, it's very it's very upsetting. It is very upsetting to hear, even though that everybody had said that they were expecting it. They knew it was coming because we knew that his health wasn't doing so well. It still hurts. It still hurts to hear about the death of this of this great great man, this great senator that was with us. Uh, younger brother of slain John Kennedy. I'm, and it's not just his death that upsets me. It's just the fact of the, this summer has been nothing but of that, and it, it really does bother me. It really does bother me that we just had this for the entire summer. I, I just, I just don't understand why that is. You know what I mean? It, it, it just hurts. It really does hurt. But. My condolences goes out to the Kennedy family right now. It really does. But all right. So at about 9:50, we're going to be joined by Alan Wassler, uh, managing editor at CNBC.com. So stay tuned for that. I wanted to give you some update of what's coming up right now. Uh, this is our last show for this week. I'm going to be actually making a commute to Los Angeles for the rest of the week. I won't be back until next Monday night. Uh, no shows, though, not on Monday, but I will be back Monday night, and I believe I will schedule something for that coming Thursday. Next Thursday, I probably will be scheduling something next Thursday night. We're going to do a Los Angeles recap of what went down and what I attended as far as the Young and the Restless events. And the 36th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards, we're going to be doing a recap of those. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'll have information on that very, very, very shortly. Um, probably I'll have more information of when I get back and when it will be scheduled and plated. So make sure you stay tuned to the website at buzzworthyradio.net for more information on that front. So yes, we're going to be, we're going to be chucking it across, across the country over to L.A. and Having, having a good old time over there with the Young and the Restless events on Friday. The wine Dinner takes place at the Sheraton Hotel. 
And then on Saturday, Daniel Goddard and Joshua Morrow will be having their own event. Now, also, Saturday morning, that Saturday morning, the Bold and Beautiful has their breakfast and their luncheon on that same day. So also make sure you guys check out that for those who are attending uh, both of those events, or actually all three of those events. So definitely looking forward to seeing some familiar and some new faces this coming weekend. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to get down to the nitty-gritty over there in LA. It's, it's going to be great to be back there, even though I was there like back in March. But it's going to be it's going to be great to pay a little bit of visit for a few days and do some things over there. So I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And also, congratulations are in order for Aiden Turner and his wife, Megan. They welcomed a baby girl. And they welcomed this girl over the past weekend. I want to make sure I have my dates right. Uh, the 21st actually was last Friday. So wonderful, wonderful news. Wonderful news right there. I am getting the information about the baby right now is, wow, 9 pounds, 13 ounces. The middle name comes from Megan's father, Larry Marshall, who died just two weeks ago after a year fighting cancer, says Turner. And the name of the daughter is Celia Laren Turner. I like that. I like that. Ciella, C-I-E-L-L-A, and then Laren, L-A-R-R-Y-N. I like that. That's really, really cool. Really, really cool. So congratulations to Aiden and Megan. Wonderful, wonderful news. And also... Twitter light, follow Nadia B. Orland on Twitter at Real Nadia B. Now, news, the Boston Globe basically did a report. Um, girl, I love you. I do love you, but you had a bad weekend, baby. <laughs> but I think, I think it, uh, you know, you got to look back at it and laugh. But, you know, if you can laugh at it, then that's great. I think that's wonderful. I know she did. But homegirl had a mess of a weekend when she was in Boston, Massachusetts. Not only getting into an accident, a little car accident, a fender bender. Uh, I know she could have think they almost flew out of the car, but at least there was no injuries and you weren't speeding and you did have your seatbelt on. Thank the heavens for that. It could have been a lot worse. Not only that, but then you did a nice little flub of the Star Spangled Banner when you sang at the game. You can't listen to yourself. I, I've done that actually many times on this show. It goes without saying. I've always listened to myself of what I'm saying on this show. I mean, you're really supposed to, but you're also really not supposed to. Because if you listen to yourself, that's when you get sidetracked and go, and, huh? Exactly. And then you wind up forgetting your next point. So that's like my advice. Listen to yourself, but don't listen to yourself. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. And the crowd loved her. I knew they would have anyway. So that's really, really good. I'm so happy things did end on the best, and they want her back. So I'm looking forward to that. And, yeah, make sure you check her out on Sunday. It's going to be an interesting – I think it's going to be an interesting telecast. I know that uh, Vanessa Williams did an ET interview that is up on the ET website, ET.com. And Jim Romanovich, who we had on the show last Wednesday – did an interview with CNN. So we're finally now going to see the voice on camera. Uh, it airs this Friday, so make sure you guys check that out. This Friday on CNN, you'll be seeing a video interview with Jim Romanovich talking about the 36th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards, which airs this Sunday, August 30th, 2009. The Emmy pre-show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern 
with the inside is Laura Spencer and E.T. Kevin Fraser. See, I remembered it now. Kevin Fraser. <laughs> they will be doing the Emmy pre-show, and I believe there will be a few faces that I know will be getting interviews on the pre-show, a couple of which will be Chriselle Stouse, Nelson Branco from The Sun's Report, and Daytime Confidential's Jamie Giddens. So it's going to be interesting. It is going to be a wonderful time. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of these people for the very first time working in this soap business. And I've never met them before, but I've spoken to them, and I think I think very, very highly of them. I've met Nelson already, and I and I, I love the guy to death. I really do. And now I'm interested in seeing everybody else too. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting putting our heads together, finally all that soap knowledge in one room. I I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of like wow, really? Is that really happening? So. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to have a nice little collaboration with a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to that for the most part. I'm looking forward to seeing and interacting with everybody who has done their sites forever, longer than what I've been doing mine from, and you know, garner experience from them and taking it under my wing because you know, there's always room for improvement. You know, there's always room for improvement. Never stop when you even think you found your niche. Keep on going. Keep on going. Do you. Find out. Find out more and incorporate that as best as you know how. That's what that's what I think it is. You know, so it, it's gonna be interesting. Interesting for that. So I'm anticipating that day. Now I have to I have to tell you something. Why is it that good things happen to those that don't have it? <laughs> <laughs> I read this morning. I got up. I got up on Twitter. I got up on Twitter. Follow us at, on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio. I was on Twitter this morning. Someone had posted, and I believe it was Janice Kay. She had posted that if you own a Camaro, you could get a free Papa John's pizza if you are a Camaro owner. What is up with that? I was so upset. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I wish I owned a Camaro right now so I could get a free pizza. I want a free Papa John's pizza. I love Papa John's pizza. And it's so funny, I'm bringing it up now because we had Michael Papa John on the show and we were talking about his last name and it does sound like the pizza. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh, man, it's just, it's awful. I would love that. And I wish now that I had a Camaro. I really wish I had a Camaro now. That's just, that's just, I feel like now, I feel like going out and trying to find somebody who has a Camaro and just like taking it out for a spin. You know, go to my, go to my local Bubba John's <laughs> and try to get a pizza. That's just awful. That's a shame. And it's only for today. Um, Papa John's will offer a free large one topping pizza. See, that makes it worse. Now you're getting a large one topping pizza. Now, see, this this really now haunts me up. Because <laughs> normally when you think of a free pizza, you won't get the topping on it. And now I would have gotten it with pepperoni. Oh, man. One topping pizza on Wednesday, August 29, 2009, to Camaro owners. To redeem, Camaro owners must arrive at their nearby Papa John's restaurant in their Camaro to order and pick up their free pizza. With one pizza per Camaro and one visit per Camaro. Oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe I should. Maybe I should find somebody who has a Camaro, like, right now and just drive up to my Papa John's restaurant, like, after this show is over. 
and just get that free pizza. I really think that's what I should do. Ugh, man, those are the breaks. And, 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 and not just that, not just that, this is something else, too. I was reading something on Yahoo, on Yahoo.com, and in London, there's these things called put pockets. And I'm like, what's a put pocket? And if you know what a pickpocket person is, it's the reverse of that. Basically, a put pocket is now you're putting money into their pocket instead of taking the money out of their pocket. Like, geez, I wish they'd come over to the U.S. We're the ones in the recession. <laughs> Don't do it in London just for visitors. Do it in America. We're the ones that are having the money problem. <laughs> I mean, geez, wish people would come, come over here and do that. I mean, some people have been wound up to have like over 30 bucks, close to 40 $50 found in their pocket. And the funny thing is it's reformed pickpockers that are putting the money in these people's pockets. So I just thought it was interesting, yet funny, yet upsetting that it's not happening here in the U.S. We need the money. <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> and if you can, send some money over to the White House. Ugh, I tell you, it, 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 it's, it's been a crazy, crazy year. And, you know, a lot of people are wondering, are we going to get out of it? And I know that there have been people that have been telling me that they don't, think it's going to happen. We're probably going to be in this for quite some time. And part of me feels that they are right, but a part of me also has faith in the system. You know, I, I really do. And I know a lot of people frown on that. And if you asked me that about two years ago, I would have said the same thing. But I am, uh, I'm just like, you know, it's, it's got to get worse before it gets better. So just holding out, just holding out the hope, you know, holding out that the recession will come to a close, um, hopefully within the next couple of years, if, if, if at least if it can sooner than that. But, you know, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, everybody's, everybody's losing their jobs, you know, and... You know, I'm pretty lucky. You know, I'm pretty lucky that at least I have something. Yeah, we had to cut back hours because of it. But, you know, be thankful that you are working. Be thankful right now that you are working. If you, if you have cut hours right now, be thankful you have a job where you can do something. Yeah, you might have to cut back on things. Absolutely. Everybody's going to have to cut back on things. A lot of people are going to have to cut back on stuff that they really love to, love to do, love to travel and all that. But at this point in this day and age, you have to do that. You have to cut back in order to make allowances. You gotta make allowances. So I'm I I'm very I'm very I'm very happy. Very, very lucky with what's going on at this point. So in the next couple of minutes we're gonna be joined by Alan Wassler. We're gonna be discussing that as well. So definitely stay tuned for that in the next next couple of minutes. So absolutely. So who else is excited for this weekend for the Daytime Emmy Awards. I know that uh, this will be my first time meeting Roger Newcomb. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I just realized that. This will be my first time meeting him. I cannot wait for this. Cannot wait for this. And I believe we are joined by our, our guest this morning. He is the man managing editor of CNBC.com. Mr. Alan Wassler is with us right now. How are you? 
Hi, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you for being here with us this morning. No sweat, no sweat. I love this. You love it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I love talking about business news and what's going on. I mean, you know, it's, it's rare I get to do it. <laughs> no, well, there you go. And here's the perfect outlet for that, absolutely. Um, while, while we got you here, I, I definitely wanted to, again, I just wanted to express my condolences to the, the Kennedy family. We found out today that um, Senator Ted Kennedy did pass away today from brain cancer. He was 77. Very, very... Uh, very, very upsetting to hear. Very that. sad. Very sad. Very. Um, you know, I, I got to co- the privilege of covering Senator Kennedy back when I was a baby reporter. Uh, we're on <laughs> Capitol Hill, and and he was a, he was an amazing legislator, and he was amazing for his ability to actually work across the aisle and engage Republicans as well as his own Democrats in discussion. Really, pos- he was into positive government, into building consensus, and uh, I think that's what will be missed. Yes. I believe so, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, Ted Kennedy family out there, my condolences go out to you. And let's, let's talk about the Castro clunkers thing. I, I'm seeing that right now in my town. It, it, it took a little while, but it, it's now here. What do you think about this Castro clunkers thing? Do you think it's, it will be successful and will it have any long-term implications for this economy right now? Well, short term, I think I think it's done some good things. Okay, not just in the auto sector itself, but for consumer confidence as a whole. I think it's sort of instilled, you know, some a, a positive vibe out there. I think the jury is still out on whether or not it's going to be an overall success, especially long term. And you know, and this is something a lot of people on Wall Street are worrying about right now. Basically, w- when I go shopping for a car. I tend to do it in October, November, December. And the reason is the dealers tend to have their, their clean-out inventory specials then. They're more inclined to deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question becomes, you know, people probably would have done that anyway this year. Did you prompt those people to buy their cars in July and August instead of October, November, December? And if you did, does that mean, you know, come the winter months, are the dealerships going to be empty? Nobody's buying anything again? And, you know, basically you're starting at square one with the auto sector where, you know, you didn't really increase sales. All you did was move them from one part of the year to the other part of the year. And that's something people are going to be watching very carefully, I think. Absolutely. And in in your impromptu opinion, I was just saying this earlier, do you, and a lot of people have been saying this to me, they don't think that the, the economy is going to get better. And like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Do you think overall in time, we will see an end to this recession. Well, you know, eventually time will heal all things. You know, the question is how long, you know. The big debate on the economy right now is you you basically have two camps. You know, one is sort of the shiny, happy people camp that are looking at recent data points and they're saying, you know, hey, you know, all that stimulus money that was authorized, only about eh, 20 to 30% of it has actually hit the streets. You know, you're going to see the bulk of that money hit and fall in various types of programs, you know, highway construction, educational improvements, um, dollars for dishwashers, you know, take off on the cash for clunker things in different industries. So you're going to see all that money hit. You've seen corporate America wind down their costs a lot, so their profits are going to be a lot better. They're going to spend a little bit more. You're seeing credit. And so things, the fundamentals are going to be there. We're going to take off. That's the shiny, happy people crowd. Then you have, you know, the sourpuss crowd, which is saying no. The data points that you're seeing right now is, you know, number one, 
a lot of this is subsidized by the government. You, you know, cash for clunkers, that's government money out there. That's a sugar high. You know, in, in housing, the reason you're seeing the housing numbers pick up is a lot of foreclosures have hit, you know, were, yes. were sold, and that popped up the numbers a little bit. And also you had that help for first-time home buyers program. That's more government money that sort of, you know, worked on the low part, the low-income part of the scale, you know. And those people might have trouble meeting their payments going forward. So, you know, how long will that stimulus that bump happen. And so the sourpuss creep, oh, and they also say we're going to see more foreclosures because a lot of banks have been holding them off the market and they're going to flood the market again with foreclosures. So right. that sourpuss crowd is saying what you're seeing right now is if you picture a W, you're seeing the middle part of the W right now, and the second dip is coming. They're the double dippers, and they're going to say we're going to go back into recession. It's going to be a double dip recession, and it's going to be miserable at least for another six months. So those are the two camps you have right now, the good and the bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about this uh, this summer rally, as they call it. You know, the stock market has been on a climb this summer. Is this for real, or will another downturn be around the corner? What are the what are the experts saying about this? Well, that goes right back to that double dip I was talking about. Okay, because right, the, the market the market's going to foreshadow that a little bit. Now, right now, if you look at you know they they call them on Wall Street the technical analysts, and you know they measure the graphs and they do their rulers and they figure out angles and stuff like that. Right now, they sort of say that maybe the market has outdistanced itself a little bit. If you look at projected earnings to where the stock prices are trading right now, that maybe stocks have gotten generally a little bit too expensive, and you'll see a pullback a little bit. A lot of people are saying that. They, they really differ on how much of a pullback will there be. You know, some are saying, eh, it'll be minor, like 2 to 5%, no biggie. You know, others are saying it'll be a little bit more drastic. We'll see. There's a lot of money on the sidelines right now. Summers tend to be low volume anyway. But right, right now, there's a lot of money on the sidelines, you know, A, because it's summer, B, because, you know, it's been a pretty tricky market for the last nine months, you know. However, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of people who make their money, you know, they're portfolio managers, hedge fund managers. These are people who at the end of the year are going to have to turn around to their clients and say, I made you money or I lost you money, or uh, I sort of did it with the market. Come fall, they're going to have to look at how they performed, and if they didn't have money in the market, you know, sort of taking advantage of this rally, they're going to be under a lot of pressure to get money back into the stock market to try to produce a return for their clients. So you might see a little bit more run-on of the bull, all right? On the other hand, September tends to be the month when a lot of bad news hits, and September, October, they've been responsible for a lot of black days, if you know what I mean. So, you know, okay. one way or another. Absolutely. So here, here's, a, here's a question that I, I definitely wanted to know from you. Uh, the health care reform, I know that everybody is uh, getting a little bit upset on our president right now in regards to this. Uh, uh, what do you think about this, what's going on as far as that? Should we have some stock into what President Obama wants to do for this? or? Well, you uh, know, the whole health care debate, it, it can get really complicated really fast. I try to urge people, you know, when it comes to thinking about health care, to sort of peel back the onion a little bit, and, and it's a big onion now, <laughs> but... If you peel it back, you need to come back to the central question at the heart of the health care debate, and that is, should every American citizen have health care, yes or no? If your answer to that is yes, and a lot of people you know, argue whether or not it should be yes, but if your answer to that is yes, then that means you've got to figure out how to pay for 45 million people to have health insurance, Okay. To do that, you need, it basically boils down to three things. You either need to raise taxes, 
all right, to pay for it, or you need to cut costs so it doesn't cost so much to, to pay for it, or you have to reduce the level of benefits, which, you know, is sort of like cutting costs. It just means, you know, we'll pay for certain things, higher deductibles, that kind of thing. So that's where that's where so when you hear the back and forth that we should have a single payer system, no, we should have this, we should have that. All boils down to one of those three things. Now right now the uh, Obama program is sort of trying to hit on multiple levels of that. I sort of think, you know, having covered Washington, you know, way back when, yeah, generally an administration, when they want to try to get something done, they take a big handful of, you know, a big handful of legislative proposals, and then they throw it as hard as they can at Capitol Hill, and they see what right. sticks, you know? <laughs> and right. so I, I think we're going to see little bits and pieces here, which – Frankly, if you're a macroeconomist and, and you like doing things, you know, overall what makes sense, that might not help the situation at all. Because a lot of people argue the biggest problem with healthcare is you don't have competitive market forces visible in it. All right? Basically, most people get their healthcare through their employer. The employer's buying it, you know? But we're the ones who use it, you know? If you've ever had a, a, a tangle with your health insurance company, you know, there's a million forms for it. They tend to be unhelpful on the phone. You know, they, they won't pay for some things that they obviously should be paying for. I mean, it goes back and forth. If that was a car insurance company, what would you do? You just change insurers, you know? Change insurances. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's easy to flip insurance on a car. And, yeah. But, but it's hard to do on a health care plan. If we could do that with a health care plan, I think you would see health insurance companies react a lot more competitively. Right? I mean, you know, that would be their business. You know, the problem is the way our system is right now, one, there's a lot of companies that make money off healthcare insurance, and a lot of people are employed by healthcare insurance industry. So that, and all those folks have, you know, they're represented by lobbyists on Capitol Hill. They're represented by people, you know, entrenched interests. That's one thing. Two, if you switched off the employer supplied one, that's a big change for a lot of people. All right, and and one thing about human nature, we don't like change. You know, even if That's it might true. be better, you know, right now I get to see my doctor. You know, I get my bills taken care of. You know, and I, basically I'm alive. If you change exactly. that system, gets to be kind of a problem. Also, if you make healthcare an individual choice for people, some people might not be able to make the right choice. They might not, you know. Then you might get some wrong choices here and there, so yeah, that, that's a concern as well. But that's the basic healthcare debate, you know. And if people draw it back to those central questions, uh, and we'll need to wrap up, please. Thank you. Generally, a good thing for society at large, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Exactly. All right, Alan Wasser, everybody, definitely love to have you back on again. Talk more business with you. Thanks so much. Hey, love it. Take care. Take care. All right, everybody, that wraps up this morning's edition of Buzzworthy. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back next week with a 36th annual Daytime Emmy Awards wrap-up show, as well as what else went on in California this week. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. From all of us here at Buzzworthy, make sure you get the latest buzz with BWR. I'm Nabel J. Lee signing off. Take care. Hi, this is Dr. Blockstein, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio on Block. What? No, I, I can't do it like he does it. I, I just can't. Eh? All right, I'll try. <coughs> <coughs>
It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy. <laughs> God, that hurts my voice. <laughs>